What sort of story do we have today? Biography or mystery, a fairy tale or fable? What is the genre of our book today? Fiction or non-fiction, tell me, do you think you're able to guess from the title or the cover illustration? Is this a book of poems or a book of information? Tell me, what sort of story do we have today? Look, what is the genre of our book? Well, hello. Welcome back to Redemptive Tales. This is Amy Embody. Do you remember what a redemptive tale is? A story that has some happy thing come from something that did not seem so very happy at first. Something was broken, and then it gets fixed. Something was lost, and then it gets found. Somebody wasn't happy with somebody else, and then they make it all up and they're friends again. Well, this is a redemptive tale written a long time ago by Beatrix Potter. This is the same lady who made up the stories of Peter Rabbit. But today's story is the tale of two bad mice. Once upon a time, there was a very beautiful doll's house. It was red brick with white windows and it had real muslin curtains, and a front door, and a chimney. It belonged to two dolls, called Lucinda and Jane. At least, it belonged to Lucinda, but she never ordered meals. Jane was the cook, but she never did any cooking, because the dinner had been bought, ready-made, in a box full of shavings. There were two red lobsters and a ham, a fish, a pudding, and some pears and oranges. They would not come off the plates, but they were extremely beautiful. One morning, Lucinda and Jane had gone out for a drive in the doll's perambulator. There was no one in the nursery, and it was very quiet. Presently, there was a little scuffling scratching noise in a corner near the fireplace where there was a hole under the skirting board. Tom Thumb put out his head for a moment and then popped it in again. Tom Thumb was a mouse. A minute afterwards, Hunkamunka, his wife, put her head out too. And when she saw that there was no one in the nursery, she ventured out on the oilcloth under the coal box. The doll's house stood at the other side of the fireplace. Tom Thumb and Hunka Munka went cautiously across the hearth rug. They pushed the front door. It was not fast. Tom Thumb and Hunka Munka went upstairs and peeped into the dining room. Then they squeaked, squeaked, squeaked with joy. Such a lovely dinner was laid out upon the table. There were tin spoons and lead knives and forks and two dolly chairs, all so convenient. Tom Thumb set to work at once to carve the ham. It was a beautiful shiny yellow, streaked with red. The knife crumpled up and hurt him. He put his finger in his mouth. 
It is not boiled enough. It's hard. You have a try, Hunkamunka. Hunkamunka stood up in her chair and chopped at the ham with another lead knife. It's as hard as the hams at the cheesemongers, said Hunkamunka. The ham broke off the plate with a jerk and rolled under the table. Let it alone, said Tom Thumb, and give me some fish, Hunkamunka. Hunkamunka tried every tin spoon in turn, but the fish was glued to the dish. And then Tom Thumb lost his temper. He put the ham in the middle of the floor and hit it with the tongs and with the shovel. Bang! Bang! Smash! Smash! The ham flew all into pieces, for underneath the shiny paint it was made of nothing but plaster. Then there was no end to the rage and disappointment of Tom Thumb and Hunkamunka. They broke up the pudding, the lobsters, the pears, and the oranges. As the fish would not come off the plate, they put it into the red-hot, crinkly paper fire in the kitchen, but it would not burn, either. Tom Thumb went up the kitchen chimney and looked out at the top. There was no soot. While Tom Thumb was up the chimney, Hunkamunka had another disappointment. She found some tiny canisters upon the dresser labeled rice, coffee, sago. But when she turned them upside down, there was nothing inside except red and blue beads. Then those mice set to work to do all the mischief they could, especially Tom Thumb. He took Jane's clothes out of the chest of drawers in her bedroom, and he threw them out of the top floor window. But Hunkamunka had a frugal mind. After pulling half the feathers out of Lucinda's bolster, she remembered that she herself was in want of a feather bed. With Tom Thumb's assistance, she carried the bolster downstairs and across the hearthrug. It was difficult to squeeze the bolster into the mouse hole, but they managed it somehow. Then Hunkamunka went back and fetched a chair, a bookcase, a bird cage, and several small odds and ends. The bookcase and the bird cage refused to go into the mouse hole. Hunkamunka left them behind the coal box and went to fetch a cradle. Hunkamunka was just returning with another chair when suddenly there was a noise of talking outside upon the landing. The mice rushed back to their hole and the dolls came into the nursery. What a sight met the eyes of Jane and Lucinda. Lucinda sat upon the upset kitchen stove and stared, and Jane leant against the kitchen dresser and smiled, but neither of them made any remark. The bookcase and the birdcage were rescued from under the coal box, but Hunkamunka has got the cradle and some of Lucinda's clothes. She also has some useful pots and pans and several other things. 
the little girl that the doll's house belonged to said, I will get a doll dressed like a policeman. But the nurse said, I will set a mouse trap. So that is the story of two bad mice. But they were not so very, very naughty after all, because Tom Thumb paid for everything he broke. He found a crooked sixpence under the hearth rug, and upon Christmas Eve, he and Hunkamunka stuffed it into one of the stockings of Lucinda and Jane. And very early every morning, before anybody is awake, Hunkamunka comes with her dustpan and her broom to sweep the dolly's house. The end. Oh, they were two naughty mice, weren't they? But what did they do in the end? They tried to make it up to the dolls and to the little girl by paying for the things that Tom Thumb had broken and by Hunkamunka's cleaning up their doll's house every morning as a sort of secret good deed. Well, I hope you enjoyed this redemptive tale today. Until next time, goodbye. Today, look what is the genre of our book.